Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Travel Unpacked, a podcast by Colette, where we swap stories, answer popular questions, and chat with guests from all over the travel industry and the world. And we wanted to say first, uh, thank you to all of our listeners who have already shown us so much support for our podcast. You're the best. Tell your friends. (laughs) And I'm your host, Josh. And I'm Nicole. And unfortunately, Kelsey just didn't make the cut. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) She'll be with us next week. Yeah, she's at an all-day retreat, so she'll be back at the table next month. So I'm really excited uh, today because we have Catherine Sweeney from Traveling with Sweeney and her husband, Randy, joining us, and they just got back from their first Colette tour. And for any travelers or listeners who, who don't know what Colette is, this is us basically in a nutshell. We create tours at Colette to all seven continents. We have about 170 plus tours um, that go all over the world. And we have a team of experts that live all over the world who create these experiences for our travelers. They create opportunities to dive into the local culture and see all of the iconic sites. And they, we, our tours are guided by experts. They are planned by experts. So it takes all the worry out of out of traveling. That's probably the best way to put it is for anyone who hates planning your own trip. We take all of that off of your plate, which is um, very convenient. It would be great for me. I'm not a great planner. So that would be the ideal way to travel. Yeah. So travelers have to find their perfect tour and then that's really it. You know, we take care of everything because let's face it, planning a vacation, it's it's a lot. There's a lot to do in executing it. It's a lot of work. And I know because uh, for our personal travel, I do all the traveling planning and my husband, who I love dearly, uh, he just gets to show up. Um, So what I love about Colette is that we do it all for you and we do it well. And we've been doing it for over 105 years. I mean, not you and I personally, but uh, we've, we've really learned a thing or two here. It does feel like that though, doesn't it? (laughs) I mean, we have known each other for almost 30 years now, which is absolutely crazy. That's true. And in my house, I'm the opposite of you. I am the one who just shows up. (laughs) I just, and I'm usually late, but I do, I show up and usually forget half the things that I'm supposed to bring with me. That's that's my husband too. He forgets everything. That's what I have to pack for him, but I love you. (laughs) And we're excited to hear, as Josh mentioned from Catherine and Randy, all about the Balkans, which is where they took their first trip to this region of the Balkans. And I have to admit that a few years ago, I didn't know all of the places that were included in this vast region. Yeah, I had no idea either. I mean, it was surprising. So when we said we were going to do the Balkans, I thought, where is that? That sounds like this exotic far off region. And then come to find out I had actually been there because the Balkans is vast and it takes up Albania, Bosnia, Herzegovina. Um, there's Romania, Serbia, Kosovo, Croatia, Montenegro. I'm probably missing a few Slovenia that's in there as well. I So I went to Dubrovnik during a Mediterranean cruise many, many years ago, and it was a very quick visit. I, I think I was there for about three hours, um, but I do remember the beautiful architecture, the orange roofs on the buildings, and I thought it was so interesting um, that, so I, I'm a reader, I'm a diehard you know reader, I'm a writer. So for me, the coolest piece of trivia was that Agatha Christie actually spent her second honeymoon in Dubrovnik. Did you know that? I did not know that. That's very interesting. I've only ever really associated with her with the Nile and the book Death on the Nile, which turned into a movie, which I have not read or seen. Well, I don't know where her first honeymoon was. That actually, um, to any listeners who might know where Agatha Christie took her first honeymoon, let us know. But I I know she took her second honeymoon to Dubrovnik because they told me that when I was there. And the writer and me and the reader and me just um, thought that was pretty cool. But it's it's a great place. I definitely have to go back. Three hours was 100% not enough time to get the most out of it. 
yeah, I mean, maybe we should have a whole episode dedicated on authors and the places that they've gotten inspiration from. That could be fun. Oh, definitely. But uh, yep. so back to our topic here, which is the Balkans. I mean, as I mentioned, I've been to Croatia. I've been to Slovenia um, about five to six years ago in the big height of Game of Thrones. That was like the big thing to do when you're in Dubrovnik. So I'm so excited to talk to our guests in a few moments all about their their stories and their tour and to hear all that they have to say. And I'm curious, too, because it's a trending region. We know that. And right now, travelers are adding this to their bucket list, this this idea of going to the Balkans and exploring all of the places in the region. Um, and I'm thinking of Kelsey because she's not here with us this week. But our co-host, Kelsey, um, last time we were together, mentioned her bucket list. Yeah, she has a physical bucket list. On her phone. So let's call it a digital bucket list. And she she mentioned a few things, that she got married in Hawaii. That was one of them. I think she said that she had taken a hot air balloon over Spain, over Montserrat. And she ziplined in Colorado over the Royal Gorge. That sounds amazingly terrifying, but uh, we know that her list is long. And what we don't know, though, is what's on the list, everything on the list. So I think we should each guess something that's on her bucket list and see if we're right. And listeners, send us your ideas. What's on Kelsey's bucket list? Uh, She can tell us if we're right or wrong. There's... Well, I mean, there's no wrong. If you're talking about a bucket list and people have really good ideas, Kelsey won't say, I imagine that anyone's wrong. She'll just start adding to this list because she's like loving her list. So she'll probably add to it until it's, you know, completely impossible to achieve. And then we're really excited to uh, jump this conversation off with Catherine and Randy, who are joining us uh, as they joined the Taste of the Balkans tour last year. So we're really excited to have them on. So let's welcome both of them. Well, thank you. Hi. Thank you. Hi there. Hi, Catherine. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah, we are really excited to be taking part in your your new Travel Unpack series. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. And Randy, how are you doing? Doing great. Great. Great to be aboard here. Thanks. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. I have been looking at your Instagram, your blog, and I am, well, actually, and speaking of bucket lists, I've added a few things to mine, but I love the sort of James Bond theme that you mentioned when you went to Monaco. Um, Your Earth Day post that I was more recent Mm -hmm. was of Plitvis Lakes. I think that's so beautiful. That was the perfect choice. So you guys have such a great feed full of experiences that are obviously amazing. Well, thank you. That's That's what we aim to do. So I would I would love to know before we kind of talk about Croatia is what got you involved into wanting to create these blogs and these experiences for people to read and to follow along? What really was that passion that drove you to want to do this? Well, you know, it was the uh, the passion that came from a lifetime of loving to travel. Um, you know, going back to when I was a kid growing up uh, in the Chicago area, uh, my family uh, did a lot of road trips. You know, we crossed country, north, south, east, and west, and covered a lot of states, went up into Canada. And that's that's where it all began for me. I, I loved it. And in, in fact, it um, it sparked an interest in, you know, dreaming to go beyond, you know, uh, our continent as well. Uh, in fact, I, um, uh, as a grade schooler, I had an extensive travel guide collection. I mean, I didn't know anyone else who did, but I sent in for travel guides from all over the world. And um, so when I started my blog 13 years ago, it was really kind of to, you know, to share that enthusiasm um, and hopefully offer inspiration and insights to, to other people 
who, who, you know, might benefit from that and get out and go places. So that's, that was the start of it all and why I started it. I love that. One of your major focuses is really North America and Europe in general, right? Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've got a lot of focus on that. Well, we've, we're quite well-traveled, you know, Randy and I too in North America and, uh, the Caribbean. Um, but, you know, Europe keeps drawing us back as well. And so we're very well traveled there. Um, you know, I think uh, a representative of kind of the way, you know, how our some of our uh, ways of traveling and uh, places we like to go is we can look at just since COVID, um, uh, we've had several international trips uh, to Europe where we visit, revisited favorite places and, you know, added other countries, uh, cities, or regions, you know, to the mix, you know, as well, while we're doing that. Hey, Randy, do you get to enjoy doing blogs too, or are you just kind of along for the ride and enjoy the beautiful experiences? No, I, I do uh, a little bit of writing. I, I have, I think I'll be doing a lot more of that. I've got a little bit more uh, time to devote to this. I've been working full time up until now. And so, uh, yeah, I expect to do it. I do write it. I edit uh, a lot of uh, what Sweeney writes. Uh, I do a lot of the picture taking. Uh, so that's really been most of the involvement that I've had. And you take the trips, right? You take all the trips take the together. Trips, absolutely. Yep, absolutely. So uh, it's really fortunate to be able to be uh, included on many travels that we have. Well, he's he's an amazing travel companion. I've got, you know, I'm very lucky in that regard. Yeah. And sounds like a great photo taker. I think the thing that we've uh, we've uh, uh, shared among many many other things that are common are is our love of travel. What's different about my experience, unlike Sweeney, I didn't travel at all in you know from the time I was in grade school or high school. It was really after that that I began a, a bit of traveling, but mostly since I've been with Sweeney. So I've been uh, and I always joke that the although Sweeney. It was completely her idea to have the blog and uh, and traveling with Sweeney. I always say that well, I'm uh, the website is really named after me because I'm the one who's traveling with Sweeney, and been doing it for 34 years. Uh, but uh, the other thing I would add to that is is that uh, the the the, uh, the blog has been going for 13 years, and uh, that really gave Sweeney and I the opportunity to share it with many other people. And for those that are listening too, you can check out all those blogs at Traveling with Sweeney. That's S W E E N E Y dot com. Um, and really, it's it's amazing that there's just so much uh, wonderful content on there for those that are looking for information on different tours or different uh, aspects of travel. Um, which kind of brings us to Croatia, and uh, or actually, you know, really the Balkans itself. And what made you decide like this was something that you really wanted to? to experience? Was it the multiple countries? Was it the region that you had never been to before? Yes. <laughs> yes and yes. Um, yeah, it was a region we had never been to before. And uh, we had been looking at Croatia for quite a while thinking, oh, we'd really love to go to Croatia. You know, people were talking about it. There was a Game of Thrones, which is Randy's thing. Um, and uh, so we were very interested in it. So, but what really added to it was then looking to see, okay, what are the Balkans, <laughs> you know, because we weren't all that familiar, you know, either at the time. And it's like, well, this is fascinating. Um, Bosnia, Herzegovina, um, Slovenia, you know, Montenegro, it, you know, it's, it, they were places that, particularly Bosnia, where I didn't necessarily um, 
you know, have that on my radar, you know, for a while, because I, you know, maybe I think many people don't, you know, you, you, we, we know of Bosnia, we, we, we know some history, we remember the war, we remember things like that. But um, uh, I, I didn't necessarily think of it as, um, you know, my next, you know, travel spot. Um, but that also brings me to, you know, why I also thought it was ideal for it being a guided land tour that we would do this trip on because I, although we're, you know, you know, quite comfortable planning our own itineraries in, um, in many places. Um, I don't know if I would know where to start to, you know, plan something that would cover that particular region. And um, uh, so, and I think that I found it to be, um, you know, essential really um, for a first time visit that that is how we did it to have experts who, knew how to navigate the uh, the ins and outs of crossing the borders, um, who knew the language, um, you know, things like that. So I, does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah. And did you feel, um, obviously you had said that it was something that you hadn't always had on your radar. Did it meet your expectations or surpass them? Would you recommend this tour to your friends? Oh, absolutely. To all of that. And, and I, no, Randy will will agree to that. Um, every aspect. That's one of the, the, the big pluses or thought of work. You know, going uh, with Colette on this was it the way the itineraries were so beautifully planned out and you know uh, consisted of a, a wonderful blend of you know history and culture, um, food, wine, um, uh, nature with the lakes, of course, and Lake Bled. So, and that's exactly the kind of thing we've always looked for in our travels is that blend of experiences and um, uh, the product, whoever did the product designing on that or the team of people at Colette, I think they did a fantastic job. Um, and so we definitely would recommend it. Uh, also, I, I can't say enough about our tour manager, uh, who is Jukin Jukanovic. Um, and uh, he asked us to call him Juka, which is the familiar form of his name. And you know, we, he's was knowledgeable of not only his country of Montenegro, but the entire region, um, knowledgeable, passionate about it, um, friendly and fun. Um, we all felt uh, pretty much like a, a, you know, a big family, um, yeah, quite quickly in the game. Do you feel you got to know the culture on a deeper level on this tour? Yeah, I think so. Randy, you, you think so too? Yeah, I think so much. And certainly I think a, a lot more than we would have if we'd planned a trip on our own. Uh, and I uh, was really surprised about the diversity of culture in what had been, you know, just really formally uh, one country, Yugoslavia. Right. Yeah. And I think particularly once again, getting um, uh, into Bosnia and, and, and Sarajevo, um, I think we really, that's, that's where we, I, I think, had the most immersion um, uh, into the culture. And in Sarajevo it's, itself, where East meets West, you know, the, the blending of the, you know, uh, Ottoman Empire type, uh, you know, history with, you know, the Austro-Hungarian history of, of the area and going to um, uh, uh, the remote village. Uh, we had a day trip up to Lukomir. Um, that was a very good, cult, an excellent cultural experience. I think I remember when I was there too, because we went through Bosnia and Herzegovina, 
just driving around and still seeing the effects of the war that had happened, you know, some of the buildings still crumbling, still seeing the, you know, the, the shots in the building itself. Like that was just to me, very impactful. Yeah. You notice that as soon as you're driving into the, the, the city of Sarajevo, um, you start, you start to feel that. And Randy, we, uh, Randy and I always talk about, um, or one of the many things we talk about on the trip is um, uh, the tunnel of hope um, experience too, that we, with, that we did with Colette. You want to say something about that, Randy? Yeah, I think uh, in general, one of the things about uh, Bosnia uh, was the the people uh, themselves were just so upbeat. And generally, I think that's true of all of the Balkan countries we were at. And, you know, but particularly there, given the, the uh, you know, rather uh, horrible war that was there in the 90s, uh, the really positive attitudes people had and their reflections upon, you know, in some respects, it was neighbor against neighbor. Uh, and uh, as the uh, tour guide for the Tunnel of Hope, uh, who was just amazing, he was a former veteran who I think volunteered at the age of 15 and a half. And uh, he, he's, his comment was, um, we you know, we are all Bosnians, he said. There is no thought of revenge. We are just one. And it's a very, very positive. And uh, he talked about uh, what it was like, uh, that that was the lifeline to the rest of the world during Sarajevo's um, uh, uh, siege uh, during the war, uh, which was pretty amazing. So it really was a, a, a great activity that uh, we certainly wouldn't have come by such a knowledgeable guide and uh, and just positive guide. It was really a lot of fun. That's awesome. And did you have um, did you have the opportunity? I know you mentioned the Bosnian people to meet with the Bosnian war survivor. I know that's one of the highlights of of the tour. And what did that experience mean to you? Well, and I think that's referring to Amir. Um, who was the actual person who um, guided us uh, through the tunnel, um, uh, the same tunnel he went through um, as a young soldier, you know, back in those days to, to deliver the supplies and food, um, uh, all uh, power cables, it, it, anything to that got the people of Sarajevo to make it through that siege. That's incredible. And I know with our, so this is one of our small group tours. And with, with these tours, we aim to put, have a lot of uh, local experiences, but connect to the history, connect to the destination in a, in a very meaningful way, um, honoring the heritage, honoring what, what they've been through. And I feel like that experience, when I look, when I talk about whether or not this destination's on my bucket list, I, for me, it comes down to these meaningful moments that are beyond the sightseeing and beyond the iconic sites. It just the stuff that stays with you long after you've gone home. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and, and we, we had that kind of experience. Um, I mean, even talking to the, you know, each local guide uh, in the destinations, you know, they were all people, you know, who were live were born and raised in the places they were, we, they were showing us. And, and that, that was all very meaningful to get that, um, uh, you know, real insight to what it was, what it's like today to live there and what it might've been like, you know, back in, you know, in other times. So. 
I think, as you mentioned, bucket list. Uh, uh, Croatia had kind of been on my bucket list because of Game of Thrones, but not the Bulgan region in general. Uh, and uh, after COVID, when we, you know, we felt uh, we really missed travel more than anything for about two years, uh, we had a fairly uh, large number of trips, uh, you know, to one to France, one to Spain, one to Greece. Uh, I'm, I'm missing three or four. Sweeney could add those. But, uh, but when we talk to people about our travels post uh, COVID, it's the Balkan uh, tour that we really, that I always bring up. And that's the one I spend all my time on and I at least mention the other ones. The, the Colette experience itself really matched with what we did. And the, it, like we use the term immersive in some respects for really getting to experience the people and the traditions and the culture and so on. And that's a, always a, a treat for our travel. And this one, I think, had uh, much more of that compared to some of the other ones. And, you know, the emotion of, of things like the experience in, uh, in uh, Bosnia as well. But uh, we experienced other aspects that were similar to that. Yeah, I think that the diversity he mentions is important. Um, first of all, you know, a diversity of landscapes, um, it, you know, it's tremendous. You've got the coastal uh, towns of Croatia, you've got the inland vineyards and olive groves uh, and mountainous areas, lakes. So, so geographically, you know, very diverse. Culturally, you know, uh, quite a lot of diversity. Um, and the experiences themselves were diverse. Um, for instance, with... Um, uh, you know, if I think about my favorite experiences of the trip, you know, first of all, that's it's hard to ever come down with, you know, just a couple, <laughs> but because um, there was something special every day, you know, there was something your that favorite stood child. out. Yeah, who's your favorite child? It's the same thing. <laughs> something special every day, but uh, of course, it, we've already spoken quite a bit about the, the Bosnia experience that whole time, but that was very key in Sarajevo, it's Sarajevo itself, and the day trip to Lukomir you know, all of that. Um, but I also look at our uh, first, uh, uh, our full day that was in Dubrovnik. Like you, uh, Nicole, we had been in Dubrovnik for like three hours or something, you know, as part of- You don't a get it. Cruise. <laughs> yeah. You don't get <laughs> um, enough of it. You don't, you don't. So this was really special. And I considered that day in particular to be like one of my highlights too, because it was, it really kind of set the tone for the whole trip. It was a great way to start things off. We were, we were busy all day. We did doing great fun things. Uh, the, the walking tour in the morning was really quite nice and informative. And our guide gave us um, some great tips of uh, restaurants to go to, other things to do. And so we did those. We had a great lunch out by the harbor. We walked the city walls. We took the cable car up to the, the top of the mountain. Um, uh, uh, also on our a free time thing we did was uh, we hired a, a private uh, boat to uh, with one of the other guests we did this uh, to go around the, the harbor. It was like an hour tour. Um, and but that uh, was very serendipitous, yeah. which was which was, you know, nice, I think, about the tour and the free time. I think uh, the free time allowed us to leverage a lot of the uh, recommendations. So we really maximized our time during the free time, but also there were just serendipitous events. And for me, that one was a great one because as it turned out, the, the person who was driving the boat and, and giving us the, the tour, it allowed us to mm -hmm. see the harbor and more of the island and things of that sort. 
but also he had been involved with Game of Thrones as a, a person involved with the transportation. And so he was able to add a lot more detail to that and some of the history. So that was a, a neat serendipitous event. There was the uh, the cliffside uh, bar kind of thing that uh, we did. <laughs> yeah, that, that's something that our, our tour guide had recommended. I think they're called bougie bars and they're hard to find. You wouldn't really easily see them, but as you're walking the city walls, there's a part where you get to where there's an opening, a small door opening and you go through that. And there you are cliffside right over the water and you can have a cocktail there. And um, so of course we did that. And anyway, it was it was a great day with great camaraderie already between us and our tour manager, Juka, as well as a, a few of the other guests that we already got to know and hung out with a bit, too, uh, throughout the tour. So, Randy, do you feel like you got your Game of Thrones fix? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, certainly one of the highlights was uh, watching uh, Sweeney do the uh, the Walk of Shame. Did, did you see that? I, I saw that on your 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 Instagram, your blog, and yeah. Yeah, he he insisted I do that. <laughs> do you believe I've never watched the Game of Thrones? Well, you don't think. <laughs> I be, I believe it. I believe it. I I have seen a couple of episodes, but I just never really got into it. So that was pretty much it. I said the Game of Thrones. I think it's just Game of Thrones, right? Just Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was a big Game of Thrones fan. That was the best part about being in Dubrovnik was to be able to go and go down in the castle where the dragons were. Yes. It was really phenomenal. Very cool. Yeah, it was really cool to to you, you know it helped to have the guides because you could you you could recognize the places and you might not immediately on the first the place where the dragons was was a good example because uh, you I would never have tied that together in the scene it was so dark and so on. Uh, but yeah, that was that was pretty neat. What was interesting, the guide had talked about the uh, the walk of shame, and she had mentioned the um, the uh, you know the uh, hiatus with uh, uh, having so this throng of visitors that were coming because of Game of Thrones uh, during uh, the COVID th uh, episode, and they talked about. The people that there were all of those places along that stairway are are you know inhabited. People live in those uh, those buildings and apartments. And she said they really got tired of hearing people shouting at two in the morning, shame, 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 <laughs> as well as as well as a, a number of them uh, apparently doing it in the nude. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Take, taking it too literally, yeah. Taking it extremely literally. <laughs> So another area that you went to, and I absolutely loved when I went, was Slovenia. And um, I love saying the capital, Ljubljana. I think it's just one of the, my favorite words to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually struggled with the pronunciation, you know, the whole time we were there. <laughs> and I think I have a now Ljubljana, Ljubljana. I don't know why, I just couldn't quite get it. But it's a beautiful city. Um, uh, we, we, we love the city. Um, uh, and the site, the uh, trips we took from there, of course, to the uh, stud farm was very interesting and, you know, beautiful countryside as well. And when, another one of those things that perhaps we would not have, you know, uh, known to schedule for ourselves, um, you know, if we were doing something on our own. So, yeah, that was a, that was a great place. Actually, when I think about Ljubljana, Ljubljana um, 
something that always comes to my mind is, you know, uh, with another couple and there was another a woman who was traveling solo. Um, uh, it was the second to our last day on the trip. You know, we were going to be going off to Zagreb the next day and then flying home. And so we went up, we took the funicular up to the castle. I don't know if you did that, you know, too. And there's a restaurant up there with an outside terrace. It was a lovely day, you know, just a little jacket weather. We shared a bottle of wine, watched the sunset and talked about how great the trip had been and how it was coming to an end soon. And, you know, it was, I know I was, you know, starting to feel like, gosh, I wish this could go on a little bit longer. Which was a little surprising because our, you know, usually our trips had been about 11 or 13 days. And I think we might have done one that was two weeks. And so, you know, as we approached it, we thought, well, you know, 15 days overall, it seems like it's going to be a long period of time, but it went by so quickly. And like you said, we could have done another two weeks. Uh, it was really a good group. Uh, it was such a great tour. That's such a great feeling when you're on tour and you're not, you know, you always miss home, but you're not in a rush to get home or, to, or for the tour to end. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would have to say more than any other trip, I felt that way. Usually I'm about ready to get home, but not so much here. And it sounds like they kept it interesting with, you know, you did the walking tour. You said you walked with a mirror through the tunnels. You had the cable car. So it sounds like you were constantly keeping it interesting, mixing it up, having these cultural experiences. And I imagine a lot of free time. You mentioned your tour manager made some recommendations for how to spend your free time. So you got to do some exploring independently. And I think that recharges you too. Yeah. And actually that's a, a that independent time, uh, free time uh, is a, was a big plus for us in, in going with Colette, um, uh, having that built in because of how it does give you the opportunity to, you know, explore on your own or maybe with another guest on um, have, you know, people could have downtime if they wanted or like us, they could be busy, you know, you know, wanting to you know, do as much as possible. So, yeah, that's a, a big plus, the combination of having guidance um, uh, with a real guide and then getting recommendations from a guide and then maybe going off and just doing something, you know, totally different. Yeah. What did you think of the food there? I I loved it. And I'll have Randy talk about his special things too. But um, what stands out to me in particular, um, burek, the um, uh, phyllo um, stuffed uh, uh, dish. With, it's, it's usually the, the, the real uh, burek has meat in it. Um, but Randy does not eat meat. And another version of it is spinach, which you enjoyed, right? I believe. Spinach, and I also have the, uh, another one with uh, potatoes. So, yeah, very, very oh, good. I didn't even remember that one. But, and then another uh, dish, and, and this was in Sarajevo, we had that. And we also had a chivapi. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's meat sticks. And that's the only way I can call it in pita. And then, of course, with condiments, I think, you know, tomatoes and onions uh, were what we were putting on there. And, Randy, what about the strukli? Um, we liked the Strukli in Zagreb. Yeah, that was in Zagreb, right? And yeah, uh, yeah that was that was very good. Uh, we we had a very uh, tight window in order to to do that, and uh, it was this one restaurant in particular, outdoor seating uh, along the stairway within the within the city, and uh, uh, we just made it in time, <laughs> but it was delicious. We had it with another, with another guest. Because it takes a half hour to prepare. Yeah, it takes a half hour to prepare, and uh, it was uh, 
I guess you say lasagna light, but it, that doesn't do it uh, justice. It was really a, really a fun. Yeah, creamy. Uh, it's a baked creamy dish, right? You know, a casserole yep. type thing. Just it, really, really delicious. But if I'll just move on to um, the sweet item on the list now. Oh, course, yes. And you know, I this was I dream I dream about this sometimes. It's the creme schnita. Um, at Lake Bled. It was created at Lake Bled. It's a custard and cream dessert. Uh, it's got a thin, crispy crust on it, and it is amazing. So that is that was something we did with our, our group, and um, I highly recommend it. <laughs> well, you got me hungry. That was a lunch that day with, with sparkling wine, I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we had healthy mm -hmm. portions of the uh, Kremschnita. But you also there's seafood, Randy. What about seafood? Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna mention that. There's yeah. uh, so although I I don't eat meat or fowl, I do eat. I have uh, always eaten uh, seafood, and so the fresh seafood was a big, big part of it uh, for me. Uh, and I think the other thing that I would point out is is uh, you know how Colette had done in our in our our tour guide had done such a good job of kind of seamlessly. Uh, making uh, meals that, that accommodated that for me uh, very easily. So that was good. Mm -hmm. But the fresh seafood is always a treat. Yeah. Yeah, the food. So the food was great. <laughs> it sounds yeah, like very, very interesting compared to other foods around the world. I mean, you know what you're going to expect when you go to Italy or mm -hmm. Japan. So this, I, I actually am asking because I had no idea and I hadn't heard of most of the meals you just said, but Okay. You compared it to lasagna. That's enough for me. And I'm I'm very impressed with your pronunciations. <laughs> oh well, well, thank you. Glad I didn't know if I had them right. <laughs> and back to Ljubljana, uh, I can't remember what you and uh, our the other guest that was with us had when, at the outdoor restaurant there. The you had sausages and yeah, sausages and sauerkraut. Sausages and sauerkraut, and I wasn't hungry that night, uh, but they had. Uh, was it mushroom soup? I think right on a on the menu in a bread bowl, which I usually don't uh, do. So I asked them if I could just have a regular bowl of it, and it was a very large bowl of soup, and it was so good that I ordered another one and ate the whole thing, and still wanted more. So that one is what another food that stood out to me. Another food memory, yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. So, really, is there any tours now that you're looking at? you know, the Balkans area, and you've really encompassed a lot of Europe. Is there anything that you're really looking forward to, to travel to, or anything that you have your eye on? Um, as far as uh, Colette tours go in, in general, um, you know, I do, we do keep up with, uh, I peruse the Colette uh, online wish book often, and, <laughs> and also follow um, uh, social media, and I've been kind of intrigued with, um, some of the um, uh, destinations you've been featuring, uh, like Morocco and uh, Turkey, and I see and Japan is kind of being highlighted now too. Um, I, you know, obviously, there's I know you have a number of other small group explorations uh, uh, within you know Europe proper as well um, that you know uh, look look awesome. But what's kind of has attracted me to those I just mentioned is that they much like the Balkans did, it kind of moves us, you know, out going a little more further afield and into places where I see guided travel as being the best way to do it for, you know, even experienced travelers like ourselves. So 
Um, so that's kind of what we, um, you know, what, what are your thoughts about? Well, just in general, and maybe not specific to Colette, uh, but, you know, when you speak of bucket lists, I think the idea of where we had focused on North America and Europe, I think slowly but surely going out to other continents. And, uh, you know, so certainly Morocco would, would, would cover that base or Egypt or places like that, yeah. uh, Australia. So those are some of the things that uh, are on the list uh, that we're, we're anxious to get to somehow. Yeah. That's exciting. And I love that you called it an online wish book. I think we should rename it because we think so. we call it brochures. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that sounds way less interesting. <laughs> but you're right. It's it's you go online or you look through the brochures, it's just a series of experiences that are that are waiting for you, that are waiting for all of our travelers. Right. Um, and I love what you said too about how some destinations, even if you're a very experienced traveler, might be ideal to go guided. So for you, what did you mean by that? Um, well, what I mean is that it's it, it, enough um, out uh, or diff I know that, for instance, going to Morocco, uh, to me, it seems would um, involve, you know, some logistics and, you know, planning that is quite different than, um, you know, I, I do when I plan a trip to France or a, a trip to Italy or Greece, even or Spain, um, where we've had some experience because the um, uh, you know, the, if, at least the way we view it and uh, having a guide in places like that is the way to go. Cause the cultural, um, uh, aspects may be quite different, you know, than we're used to and being guided, you're, you're, you get a lot of good tips and, you know, um, uh, insights on, uh, on that. Um, and I think, you know, Randy and I were talking about this, uh, uh, this yesterday, I think about transportation too. And, and we love driving, we love doing driving trips and we drive in countries in Europe, but, um, I, I can see that perhaps Morocco or Turkey would be a place I, I would really appreciate having, you know, uh, professionals, you know, familiar with the territory and the geography, you know, doing that, doing that for us. Yeah. On the Balkan tour, we, uh, I mean, I was amazed a number of times about uh, the driver and his ability <laughs> to uh, navigate some areas that, you know, frankly, even here in the United States, I would be leery to try with a small car or a Jeep. And he was doing it with this large vehicle and doing it just uh, uh, just so absolutely skillfully. Uh there's another another situation too that he accommodated pretty neat while well, we were the sheep it was the sheep <laughs> yeah <laughs> the sheep in Bosnia that just all of a sudden driving through Bosnia there I don't know how many sheep were in this herd but it was a lot <laughs> a lot I did post it on in, on Instagram too yeah so you know be, you know being ready for those types of situations and knowing how to deal with them I think the language barrier too, in, in some countries, and to your point, the cultural uh, differences that you might come across, it's our tour managers tend to feel a lot of people will tell us like, you know, like a local that you've become friends with because they, they know the destination. They oftentimes it's where they live. Yeah. So, and then you have this built in free time. So you can, if you're very well traveled and you want that free time, you have the opportunity to have that free time on your tour but knowing that someone who lives there is giving you this sort of inside scoop on telling you what to do and that you don't have to worry about those logistics or things like driving on another side of the road or trying to read traffic signs that are in another language 
and it, it's difficult. It can, it can be a logistical nightmare. It definitely takes a lot of planning. Right. So it can be helpful to just let someone else handle it. The other thing that I would add to that is, uh, you know, with respect to the tour was uh, we were impressed with the accommodations from the standpoint that they all seem to be just exactly correctly chosen for the particular region or city that we were in. And so, you know, the, uh, you know, we were on the uh, Adriatic coast in a, in an upscale uh, hotel in uh, Dubrovnik, which probably is not what we would have thought of on our own, but it was a great contrast to the other things we were able to do in, in uh, Dubrovnik. Uh, in uh, uh, Kodar, we were, in the uh, historic little hotel within the village itself. And it, it was, it was a, a very good fit. And there, I think there are many examples like that where it just seemed to us, we commented a number of times, boy, that was just the right place for that region. Right, well, like the Roxanich Winery and Hotel, perfect for being in the Istria region of uh, Croatia in the middle of the vineyards and uh, uh, you know olive groves. And of course they have the winery their own winery, which we we toured all four stories of it, which was pretty amazing. Which was just beneath the hotel, actually. That sounds incredible. You've you've convinced me. I I have to add this to my list. It's on it's on my list. It's not very high up, um, but I was curious to see if I would change my mind after chatting with you guys and move it higher up on the list. And I, I honestly think one three hour stop in Dubrovnik is probably not enough. Go back definitely go back yes. and walk the city walls, do all the things we did and you'll have a great time there. That tour is on my list. The one that you guys took. I'm so excited. Good. And it, I think, I think the, we found that the exploration small group uh, uh, concept for Colette was an almost ideal fit for us. Yes. I mean, it really, gave us the immersive things, the diversity of activities, the diversity of cultures, and on and on. It really very much matched. And, you know, uh, for for our, for our the two of us, Sweeney is the person who usually does our planning and travel. And she does a, a very good, good job. Thank you. Uh, you know, we did a, uh, a, one of our first trips to Europe had been to uh, Ireland, and I gave her uh, I don't know, probably seven days notice and said, I've got a break in work. Let's let, you know, let's, why don't we go to Ireland for 10 days? And uh, this was really at the very early stages of the internet. And she was able to plan a pretty good travel. I got, I got lucky. I think on that. <laughs> That's impressive. She commented about, uh, I don't know, a hundred times about, how nice it was not to have to do all of that work and how how well uh, how good a job uh, Colette had done. Yeah, that that I have said that often. That I mean, it was a treat. It was a treat to have Colette in charge of all of that and and doing it so beautifully. Um, as much as I may enjoy doing it, you know, and and at other times, it was it, it's a very nice treat. I'm so happy you guys are back out traveling. It's clearly mm -hmm. such a passion for both of you. And I know you said something, I think we all felt that, you know, in 2020, we didn't have the option to go out and see the world. So I love that you're back out and you have already taken so many trips and that yeah. you have more already planned. So yeah. I'm glad that you're able to keep doing what you love. 
Thank you. And we're so excited to have you back on the road with us again at Colette. We're excited for your next adventure and we hope that everybody follows along. Um, and if you just want to let everybody know where they can find you on Instagram, on uh, your blog. Sure. Yeah. The blog is travelingwithsweeney.com. And for our friends in Canada or the UK, that's traveling with one L. Um, and uh, on Instagram, it's also traveling with Sweeney. Um, also on Twitter, traveling with S, Facebook, traveling with Sweeney. There's links to all of the social media platforms on, if you go out to the website. And LinkedIn too, LinkedIn. Thank you. Well, thank you both for joining us. And I want to thank our listeners for tuning in. Um, it's been a real pleasure really getting a chance to talk with you about the Balkans to kind of relive uh, Croatia for me and the Game of Thrones. And I really was excited to have you both on. I was excited to have this great conversation. Great. We were too. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. And in the spirit of the name of the podcast, Travel Unpacked, what would you say would be the number one thing you would tell people not for not to forget to pack? Okay. Well, I think this is, is appropriate for a lot of travel, appropriate footwear. And that means, you know, we do a lot of walking, you know, uh, when we travel and uh, in these European cities, you're going to have cobblestones, you're going to have, you know, activity level three, you know, like uh, this tour was. So where, you know, make sure you've got some good, comfortable shoes. And I was really delighted that I brought my new midnight blue high top sneakers. They were, you know, I thought they were cool and they were also super comfortable and supportive. So that's what I say. Randy? Well, this isn't necessarily for the Balkan tour, but uh, I have to say that I did learn something on this trip, which was uh, uh, always uh, pack a day of uh, clothes in your carry-on. And uh, my bag was lost uh, for a couple of days. It was sent to Switzerland. And, uh, uh, you know, in general, in my defense, we so many years of travel, we always did carry ons. And so it's only been the last year or two that we checked. And so I had only a single bag, but everything was in there except for, you know, uh, uh, just a few little uh, personal items. And uh, so I would definitely, definitely re recommend uh, doing that. The other comment that that brings up is, you know, uh, Sweeney has commented about Juke and what a great guy that uh, tour manager he was, but uh, uh, and and all of the other people that were on the tour felt that way as well. But uh, he was extremely helpful, going out of his way to coordinate with the airlines to make sure that it was being tracked and expedited. And so it, it got back to me pretty quickly. There we go. That, that those are wonderful tips, uh, <laughs> ones that I will definitely uh, use, especially you know, making sure that I have a little extra clothing in my carry-on with me. And no stilettos. And yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you both so much. It was so wonderful getting to chat with you and getting to know you and talk about your recent trip to the Balkans. Yeah. Thank you so much. We enjoyed it. Thank Take you. Take care. Well, that was wonderful having them on talking about the Balkans today. It was great because they were our first guests. How did you think that went? They are couples goals, traveling the world together married and writing about all these places they're going, taking beautiful photography and photos, keeping a blog, uh, the social media accounts, just their life is, um, it, it's exciting. It was great to sit with them and listen to them talk about what they're so passionate about.
I know I'm so excited to continue to follow them and to see where their next adventure leads them here with Colette too. And we'll definitely put more information out about that when we know. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to have Kelsey back uh, the next time. She'll be a great uh, at the table again. And on that note, I think I'm going to head out for a little treat and have a little of that cream shinada that she talked about from Croatia. Where are you getting that? <laughs> Maybe I'm just going to make it up to figure that out. Can you spell it? <laughs> Actually, I can. It's K-R-E-A. No, I can't. <laughs> if you figure out how to make it, please bring me some at the office. Maybe we'll have it during the next episode. Perfect. Well, on that note too, I'm going to send one more packing tip because this is Travel Unpacked um, coming from Traveling with Sweeney. Next time you go out on the road, do not forget to pack your comfortable walking shoes. Mm-hmm.